Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. We are go! Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Slightly Something Else. My name is Jack Packard. Hello, I'm Yahtzee Crozier from the internet. You're from an internet? Yes, there's a lot of us here. <laughs> we all live in mushroom-shaped houses. Ooh. Oh, that's what and that we is. gaze heavenwards waiting for offerings from the Great Sky Cable. That brings viewers from all around the world. Content, content, content. That's my prayer. That's my, my prayer yes. for the daily dose of content. It's basically like the Smurfs. It's exactly like the Smurfs because there's only one girl. <laughs> <coughs> Sorry, call me off guard there. I was about to press on Boulder's Brass. Yes. Welcome to Slightly Something Else, where this week we're talking about multiplayer games. And I'm sure a lot of you who are familiar with my other work will think that this is like Telly Savalas wanting to talk about combs. See who gets that. Because, <laughs> because I have frequently said I don't like multiplayer games much. Oh. Yes. I'm, I consider myself a narrative gameplay specialist as a reviewer. Mm -hmm. And um, I think multiplayer gaming is inherently negative to narrative gameplay. And a lot of that's because of immersion, because the easiest way to break immersion if you're playing something like, say, Dead Space... Or any of those other games that eventually forced in a co-op mode for absolutely no bloody reason. Is some fuck talking in your ear the whole time and reminding you that this isn't reality. And yet there's a, as, as I've said before, there's a reason why you don't read books with other people unless they're like five years old. I think, I, I don't think you're incorrect when you say like it's inherently it inherently devalues the narrative of the game well i guess it depends on the game right i mean and it depends on how it does narrative as well mm -hmm. if if it's a linear plot about a hero then yes i'd say multiplayer goes against it but if it's a sort of more abstract plot like something like team fortress 2 then it doesn't really affect it and can uh, enhance it. Mm -hmm. People get their fav people get their favorite class. They get their favorite characters. They become part of the the larger meta space of the game, mm. engaging with the comics and with fan art and their own fan theories of which characters get on and shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so much shipping is involved within Team Fortress Two. Uh, frankly, a disturbing amount. It always happens. Hmm. Popular thing, ensemble cast, shipping. Don't even get me started on the Persona fan bases. I, I promise you I will not. So that's, that's anime on top of everything else. 
But yes, legions of patheticness, layers of patheticness, like a big pathetic lasagna. But, you know, probably like, made with American cheese. <laughs> oh, ew, first of all, that's so gross. Uh, but, you know, like really what we're talking about here is kind of the difference, the difference between multiplayer and single player and how there has been a sickening trend towards intertwining them. Well, yes, very much uh, come into focus after I reviewed Outriders most recently. Mm. And also as a counterpoint from It Takes Two, which is also a multiplayer game, but actually needs to be multiplayer Mm. and is built entirely around multiplayer. And the problem is with a lot of AAA games these days is that they're trying to wear every hat. They're trying to combine the single player and the multiplayer experience into a single space. Mm -hmm. And I thought maybe me and multiplayer liking people could find a nice point of uh, similarity here. Maybe we could, we could agree that it's a shame that we're both being forced into the other's space. Mm -hmm. Because the result is generally, in my view, inferior for both. The multiplayer likers have to put up with all this fucking story shit. And the single-player likers uh, have to deal with a game that's based, that's built around multiplayer. I'm talking, I'm thinking specifically of Outriders. Mm-hmm. Anthem was a really bad one for this, right? In, which is in, which, which are yeah, which just on the gameplay level is obviously built around like team-based multiplayer, mm-hmm. co-op multiplayer. And if you try to play a single-player, the game will faintly judge you for it. <laughs> and Anthem sort of directly would say are you sure you want to play single player you'll miss out everyone will think you're a nonce there's so much content that you could be enjoying if only you joined a server yahtzee yeah if only you could come and join the normal people Mm. and then in contrast to that the story of this game is usually you are the lone hero save the world and has absolutely nothing to say about these three other fucks Mm -hmm. that keep popping out of your bum when you go into the gameplay world, it just feels like it's the live service. It's trying to uh, make as much money as possible by pointlessly trying to bring everyone under a single umbrella. Sure. Ev- everyone can. Single player likers, multiplayer likers, all together. In my Outriders review, I made the slightly controversial statement that you cannot optimize for both single player and multiplayer. You can optimize for one or the other. What do you think about that? Well, first of all, so controversial. I'm I'm desperately trying to think about a game that has done both well, and obviously I I cannot. Um, yes. Oh, you know, people bring up games like people bring up like games that have separate single player multiplayer modes, mm-hmm. and saying these games can do both have both good single and good multiplayer, like Portal Two. Sure. But the point is, those are two separate modes. They don't. They exist in different spaces. I have something for you, and I don't know how much this counts, Yahtzee. Here is my counterexample of a game that has the exact same systems for both single and multiplayer, and both are equally enjoyable. Rock Band. It, it, so if you just listen to the podcast, I just did a face. <laughs> he just did a face and inhaled loudly. That's an interesting example. I almost grouped that outside of standard gaming altogether. 
Well, so do so does the makers of Rock Band because that's, they stopped that's, making it. Yes, that's part. That's party fun. That's party fun sort of stuff. It's like you know, it's a, it's Mario Party. It's Wii Sports. It's it's party it, fun, it's, but like you know, Mario Party. You can't play Mario Party single player. Even Mario Kart gets pretty old single player. Where you can play Mario Party zero player. You I've seen people do it. What? They they set up a game with like four AI controlled uh like players <laughs> and uh then they they each pick one to bet on and then play a drinking game around it. Whoever gets a star has to drink. See, that's just fun. That's just fun and gambling uh you know, which is always a good combination. Hmm. You know, but but you know, here here we have you know a game that is engaging all on its own. It's you know is a rhythm game, sure, but uh, equally enjoyable when you have a group uh, together, multiplayer style. Yeah. Hmm? Although, yeah, again, the appeal lies in different areas depending on if you're playing it alone or with people. If you're playing it alone, I presume you're going for the skill challenge. You're trying to like beat your high score and stuff. Sure. If playing with friends, you are literally just pissing about. <laughs> Nobody cares if they're doing well. But you can, there's still, there's a score element. You can see who did the best. You can swap instruments and see who got the higher percentage. There is still an element of the, or there is still the game in there. But you're probably all getting drunk. <laughs> Most likely, yes. But if if that uh, stops yes. if that stopped us from uh, from gauging any multiplayer game, then uh, almost all of them would be thrown out. I'd almost say that perhaps we should have specified online multiplayer Ooh. because couch co-op is its own thing. Okay, okay. There now we're and getting the games. To it. We, the games I'm talking about, Anthem, Outriders, none of them have like couch co-op modes because that's not what it's built for. Gotcha. The intention with those is just to get people. Uh, efficiently spending money mm-hmm. on the in-game store. Okay, I all right. I can be with all you. right. <laughs> Good, because I was about to go into Mario Party. Uh, I was about to go into GoldenEye. I was <laughs> no, no. Yeah, okay. I got no. I got no problems with couch co-op. Okay, I like couch co-op in the right setting. Mm-hmm. So part of the reason why I don't like multiplayer is that I always feel anxious about playing with other people. I get feel anxious about being judged by them, and that's yeah, just part of my, you know, various mental problems. Mm-hmm. But in couch co-op, it's fine. You're with a friend. You're just hanging out. You're having fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Online, it's all people get people get serious online. It's frightening. People people can wildly swing between serious and goofy and you never know when they are doing that swing and and that's that's the both the the upside and downside to online multiplayer i know both you and i played a bunch of team fortress 2 and some, yeah. sometimes you got into really amazing matches and everyone was have well, everyone was taking it seriously and sometimes you got into goofy matches and only one person was taking it seriously yeah, we were talking about this before we before we started, but uh, I did used to play TF2 a lot, mm-hmm. and before that, I used to play Team Fortress Classic on a 56k modem <laughs> from playing against people in America from England. 
So here's my hot tip. Don't play sniper under that circumstance. Because whatever you're shooting at isn't there anymore. <laughs> oh, your ping, man. Your ping. I don't I don't know what changed. For some reason, I hate playing multiplayer now. I always feel really anxious mm-hmm. uh, getting into a multiplayer match now. That I I guess I didn't back in the day. Is and I'm I'm trying to like figure out what that is because like I I know I definitely like I, I played uh, a bunch of PUBG in squads and had a generally good time while doing it. And you definitely yes, when you I was playing the weak link, when I was playing PUBG, I always played it solo, mm-hmm. and I was pretty sure I wasn't gonna win or like be like win most of the like the straight gunfights I got into. Mm-hmm. But it was just fun to be like an X factor. Like there's like three serious players who are uh, you know who are really good at sniping mm. and are doing their thing. And meanwhile, I get to the like the top five just by like hiding. Yeah, I'd I, I'd like hide in a corner in a house that uh, that's in the safe area. And every now and again, like ten minutes later, someone would come in and I shoot them in the head, <laughs> and I feel like I'd achieved something. They come into the house, you shoot them in the back, take their stuff. Someone else yeah. comes into the house, you shoot them in the back. Classic PUBG. And then when, it get, then when it gets down to like four or five people, I can see them having like a snipe off in the city center. And I'd run out and going, wild card! <laughs> and completely <laughs> mess things up. Ah, see? So you you were able to have your own fun. But, you know, like yeah. when you do it in squads, it, it reminded me actually uh, a little bit of those good Team Fortress 2 days where you're working together. You're talking to each other. I'm going to look. Uh, I'll look north. You look south. Let's have each other's backs. And and it was it was really good fun when you were playing with people who were actually communicating with you. Hmm. Which, I guess I've used to play medic a lot in TF2 mm-hmm. where you didn't really need to worry too much about letting the team down or uh demonstrating sufficient skill because mm-hmm. all you'd had to do was like stay behind the person who seemed to know what they were doing <laughs> and just keep keep the best player alive yes. the most yeah yeah keep him and keep healing and stay out of the way i remember one time i had a really good time in tf2 when uh the match went sudden death and i was medic and we had like three soldiers left in our team Mm -hmm. and we won the match just by like those three soldiers rushing the enemy base and me like healing them one at a time desperately like trying to keep on top of the situation like i was keeping plates spinning yes and we and we won in the end and i felt really chuffed because all the all the soldiers went good work medic you did that was some damn good medicing you did back (laughs) you did there that was very diligent medicing of three simultaneous players well, and you know that's the the other wonderful thing about Team Fortress is when they do the leaderboards, it's not just the kill death ratio. You know, they give you yeah. points for healing, which which I like. I loved hitting the top of the leaderboard as a medic, especially when my teammates were complaining that I wasn't doing a good job as medic. <laughs> but yeah, there's still there's always that tension when you're being compared against other players, mm-hmm. and I don't play video games to experience tension. I want to relax, play things at my own pace. Binding of Isaac doesn't judge me if I die on the first level six times in a row. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm 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 just chilling out. Sure. And that, in that in that scenario, we get immersed. We enjoy the story. Mm-hmm. We get all the things I like in video games, and that's why I hate it when AAA games that I'm obliged to play for review try to get me involved. Try to get me to join all the fun the other kids are having. 
It's like you're in the park, you're trying to read your book, and the teacher's going, hey, all the other kids are playing, uh, whatever. Uh, Smack each other in the chops with a stick over there. Yeah. What are you... Um, I mean, we saw you and we thought, you must be feeling really miserable sitting there by yourself, not also getting smacked in the chops with a stick by other kids. Mm-hmm. Why don't you come and join us? And they think you're, they're doing you a favour. That's why I hate these modern games that do this. Do you do you think that much of this goes down to the beautiful curse of your current job though uh, back back in the team fortress classic team fortress two days you had the time to really get to know team fortress i suppose i had the time to get good yes and every time i play a multiplayer game that i never played before and only have a week to play in there's no way I'm going to get good. Right, right. And so, like, it's it's perhaps your particular lifestyle that is fostering these biases. It's possible. But I think more so these days than they used to be, online players are very competitive. Hmm. And they kind of make it not fun. I mean, even people who play Fall Guys are developing, like, hacks and physics exploits so they can win every time. And it really feels like it's missing the point. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of silly fun fall guys. <laughs> and you hear stories about people trying to learn how to play Dota or one of those games mm-hmm. and everyone online just like screams at you and bans you if you know immediately know what to do because it's it's so competitive because there's so much money in it now. Mm. And everyone's got their eyes on the prize and said, "How can I possibly get a lucrative sponsorship from a chair manufacturer?" While I'm having to drag you assholes around, right? Or, or if I if I'm too concerned with you, my my live streaming viewership will think that I suck, and then I'll get less viewers. Absolutely. Mm. But I mean, back in TFC, T Fortress Classic days, sometimes people would just hang around in the spawn and just talk politics. Yes. No one cared. We were just there to hang out and have fun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Trolling was as trolling was as much you know an opportunity to for a fun little story as it was an annoyance i i do remember that like it did, it did for some servers though it did take you a while to like read the room of like wait a minute is everyone mm. is everyone doing silly stuff now or is just one person how how do we feel about this server uh but yes good times people in the chat saying that they're agreeing that online games are not socially interactive these days they're not uh uh, they're all competitive. Everyone's got this competitive mindset, mm. and I think that's a problem, you know. Well, because oh, yeah, because because I've always felt with a lot of games with online content, the online content could very easily be replaced with bots, and you'd never know. Ooh, okay, interesting. Because players don't communicate with each other online. Mm-hmm. And there are systems designed so they don't have to these days. There's like Apex Legends where they, you can just like paint targets on things oh. to tell the other players where to go, which is very innovative and great because it means people of different languages can play together and all and all kinds of inclusivity. But it turns everyone into this bland personality deficient entity. Everyone's just part of the same entity. Sure, sure, I like that. I I I feel like and this this goes across 
every multiplayer game, the inability of people, the inability of their willingness to talk to their other teammates has always been a huge problem in all multiplayer online multiplayer games. Well, not everyone's got their mic set up, do they? And and it always pissed me off. Is is like that's part of the game. We are working together as a unit. We have to communicate with each other. You know, I do like things like you said, like that ability to quickly paint a target on something, or uh, in in uh in overwatch there was a, a series of like uh controller shortcuts where you could easily like say something to uh, another character in your character's voice so you didn't necessarily need a microphone that was always fun and helpful yeah sort of the trend is less about getting people to socially interact with games and more about getting other players to provide content for players <laughs> So it's just, you know, they provide the content in the form of something to kill, but also you get those, like, asynchronous games where uh, you can, other players can, like, invade your world and try to break into your base. I think Metal Gear Solid Five did that. Oh, sure, sure. But, but, you know, the other players weren't around for that. It was a completely... It was just providing content for each other. Well, if we're going to look at this from a business standpoint, you don't want your players to idly chat with each other because if they are just if they're just waiting in spawn chatting about politics that means that they are not playing the game uh and therefore the game is worth less to them right guess we've all got social media for that now (laughs) actually speaking of like not having your mics turned on i was thinking about one time i was playing friday the 13th the game Mm -hmm. which i think is a was a rare example of games where people did actually talk to each other and people did uh, try to have personalities about it. Yeah. But I remember I joined one game, we were in the waiting room and someone came in, came on mic and said, has anyone else got the mic? Has anyone else got mics turned on in this server? Mm -hmm. And I did, but I couldn't be bothered replying. So so I just waited and saw what would happen. (laughs) And when when silence passed for a few seconds, he just went, man, fuck you. And he left. (laughs) Perfect. Yes, that's great. <laughs> I think, well, wow, I've really missed the chance of getting to play with you, you <laughs> sparkling example of humanity. Well, I, I understand his frustration, though. Like, I understand that because you want you want people talking and engaging with you, especially when you are playing a game like Friday the 13th, where all the counselors need to work together. Yeah, I, was, I played one game where the, the dude who was playing Jason insisted on, like, narrating all his actions in a comedy voice. Saying, hello, I am Jason. I have come to get you. No, I have got you now. I am going to kill you and smash you into the wall. Ha ha. <laughs> I don't know if he was streaming or if he didn't get enough hugs from his parents. He the, he was he made a choice. He made a character choice, Yahtzee. And then, you know, it's just you either ride the wave and enjoy it or or you you leave the server. Mm. there there have been fun like i there was a there was a friday the 13th time where i think someone was just like uh there the jason was just playing music through their microphone they were just yeah doing that thing and you know what like for a little bit it was kind of charming because like instead of like just hearing the jason noise like the the slow volume up of the music in the distance was like oh crap he's (laughs) near us (laughs) that'd be funny and yeah i can't use can't use your stalk power, but it'd be funny. Yeah. Just play some like play some like pimp music. 
I hear the pimp music, guys. It seems pretty quiet. I bet he's far away, but he, he's he's around. <laughs> like that's fun, and that's part of like the extra engagement that multiplayer or online multiplayer games can give us. You know, it's funny. I mean, TF2 was good, but uh, the fact that all the characters had so much personality meant that the player didn't couldn't like project their personality in by like with like voice chat and do things like be a character mm. in Friday the 13th interesting i'm trying i'm trying so it's to like with, so it's like with valve game multiplayer games they'd sort of um uh they'd let the ai take over the role of communication so all the uh team fortress characters would would say out loud things like uh, now we have to get to the point and now we have to push the cart mm-hmm. and the characters in left for dead did the same thing they they would automatically say when they found things rather than the player having to say they'd found something i think uh, i would assume that had more to do with how early on that was in online gaming in general and just them adjusting for people not having the proper gear well fair enough <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what i would assume because these days, most people do have the gear. Mm-hmm. Everyone wants to stream. Everyone's got the set up for Zoom calls. Exactly. You have a microphone. We know you have a microphone. Just talk to other people. Yeah. It's fun. Just do it. Yeah. Most of them are cunts, but you know. But that's true. It, like outside of games too. So there's nothing. Maybe they'd be less. Maybe people would be less of a cunt if they could like think of you as a human being and not just. Uh, advanced AI providing content for their playthrough, which is what most of pe- what most players are doing in modern AAA multiplayer games. I, you know, there's a part of me that just doesn't think that matters. I think they know you're human <laughs> and they're just assholes. I mean, how would these like Call of Duty players feel if, like, after they called you a racial slur, mm-hmm. you pinned them to the corner of the spawn and got your mum on the line and got your mum to say, "Would your mother like to hear you saying words like that?" I think your mother would be very disappointed in you. Don't you think? Hello? Say something. Okay, so like the, that's the new rule is like before you can sign up for an online multiplayer game, you need to list the contact information of a parent or guardian. Yeah, that sounds like something they'd do. <laughs> or at least it sounds like some kind of bullshit legislation they try to push right. to pretend they were addressing the issue. Right. It's just so like anytime you do anything wrong in a game, if you are flagged in a game, they send an automated message to your parent or guardian and uh, and they find out exactly what you're doing online. That would be that would that wouldn't work, but it could be funny. I'm not sure I've had a conclusion to this topic. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, I think to me, you brought this up as a good idea, and I think I think that part of you is very right is like it's it's all about game design decisions and much like how you talk about the open world, some stealth, some action with crafting and objectives everywhere. Games can get really muddled if you don't have a clear focus. And so a game like Outriders doesn't necessarily have a clear single player versus multiplayer focus, and that makes it more watered down. Oh, well, I guess, yes, that's the point. It all comes back to the same issue in the end. Mm -hmm. 
They just want to sell the most games, so they try to make it as broad as possible, but games benefit hugely from focusing on one particular audience and one particular objective. Right, and this is exactly why PUBG took off in the way it did. It's why Fortnite took off in the way it did, because they had a singular focus. We are only multiplayer. We are going to make that the best experience we can. And games like Doom 2016 and Resident Evil 7... Like stripped things down, brought the focus down to the uh, the primary gameplay loop, mm-hmm. and those games are remembered as being spectacular breaths of fresh air right. in a stagnant age. Do you, well, th- though, and maybe maybe people don't remember anymore. Doom twenty sixteen had um, online multiplayer mode. <laughs> well, I never played it. No, ne- it was kept nice and separate from the single player, just how we like it. Literally, nobody played it. It it fell flat on its face. It it was an interesting hmm. idea, but nobody played the damn thing. <laughs> Wasn't there also like an inbuilt level editor? There was. You could design your own multiplayer levels, and it was actually oh, it a really have... comprehensive level editor. Yeah, I remember messing around with it for a bit, yeah. but. But it doesn't seem to have been much come out of that, no, either. of course not. Yes, yes, the Munchies movie, Doom 2016, had multiplayer. No one played it. <laughs> no one played it. It it had multiplayer and it had a 3D level designer that was really big and like easy to use, even with a controller. Nobody played it. I don't think you could do Doom without multiplayer. Multi- for if for no other reason than because multiplayer is part of Doom's legacy. Was am I right in saying Doom was the first multiplayer on uh, online shooter? Oh, that's that's a, a a bunch of history I am not aware of. Doom, I think it was Doom that invented deathmatch. Oh, no. Was that Doom or was that Quake? No, Doom invented deathmatch. Oh, okay. Online, like, uh, uh, multiplayer fights were introduced in Doom. Oh. Qu- I mean, it really took off with Quake. Sure, sure. Quake perfected it. There was, like, uh, there was whole, like, networks. Mm. Oh, Doom didn't have online multiplayer. Doom had local area network multiplayer. Oh, still. Still, that's, uh, that's still, something. Still, it was, I think they still called it Deathmatch. I think that was what they called it. Okay, sure. I, I, I'm going to believe you because I don't know any better. How about that? Okay. <laughs> I, I I barely know any better. Great. Well, then you guys, you guys are listening to the right podcast because we're just leading you in all sorts of directions. We're just waiting for chat to correct us. We just say things and wait for yeah, chat to correct yeah. chat, us. Chat informed me that Doom was just for LAN. Ah. Thank you, Thomas Giles, for telling us that. We appreciate you correcting us. Yes, LAN yeah. parties. So, so they made the term deathmatch. There are a lot of games that try to come up with their own name for that. But it always came back to Deathmatch in the end. It's you, you Duke, know exactly Duke, what you're getting. Duke 3D wanted to call it Duke Match. Duh. I think I think Blood called it Bloodbath. <laughs> but, but yeah, in the end it's just fuck it, it's just Deathmatch. Yeah. Kill everybody. Kill everybody all the time, match. That's fine. That's fine. I always I almost thought PUBG was sort of the return of Deathmatch. Ooh. For a while, like when like stuff like Unreal Tournament introduced capture the flag and team based stuff, every like all online multiplier was like squad based and capture the f- and objective based mm. for a while, and then it took PUBG to say, "Why don't we just like get things back down to the basics? Everyone's trying to kill each other, 
and we'll just try to do that in as large a space as with as many players as we can manage with technology again very streamlined very streamlined i there you go and and i you know i played a lot of tf2 i played a lot of overwatch i don't know if overwatch had a death match tf2 i know did but uh i never I feel like it would be pretty easy to be overpowered <laughs> in uh <laughs> in a free-for-all death match in tf2 i yes i suppose uh I, I guess I've never cared for deathmatch. I, do, I like having an objective other than hmm. just killing everybody else. You know, I guess in, I in, mind, in TF2, what it was just King it. of the Hill. Like, that was their deathmatch. Yeah. But but I, I always, like, to me, that, that never struck the same chord. Because, you know, I've played a little bit of Call of Duty here and there. And most of Call of Duty players play just straight-up deathmatch. And it got so bad boring so fast is just popping around a corner waiting to see someone waiting eh. well it's true i appreciate the simplicity but with simplicity comes uh, a lack of opportunities for complex interplays i suppose mm. yes. yes i mean in the deathmatch see a person kill them that's it. that's it and team fortress is like uh, see a person Oh, I can't shoot them. Oh, but our our team spy is coming up behind them. Oh, but someone's like noticed our team spy. I will kill the person shooting our spy, and then their spy can work unhindered, and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. All while I have to stay very close to this uh, bomb that's on a cart, or else we won't win in the end, no matter how many of them we kill. Exactly. All uh, too much thinking. No, it's too much decisions. Oh, it's the game, yeah. It's, it's the. I game. can't handle the decisions. I have the fucking decisions at home. Thank you very much. I just want to like listen to a podcast and shoot AI-controlled monsters <laughs> for the rest of the afternoon. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm a, I'm a, I've always been a big fan of multiplayer games. I, I, but I generally, generally enjoy being around other people. Not all the time, and not you know, caveat, caveat. But I generally do. Well, that's where we differ as people, I suppose. Yes, and that's okay. I. It's the classic introvert-extrovert thing. Mm. Some of us get energy from being around other people. Some people lose energy from being around other people mm-hmm. and have to be a, have some alone time to get it back. And I'm one of them. <laughs> and that's I'm rapidly okay. running low on energy as we speak. Oh, no, it's because of me. You're around me. <laughs> and all the people in the chat. Oh, yeah. It's vying a, for attention. It's a lot. It's a lot to pay attention to. So I guess I didn't have any points this week other than remember when multiplayer was a separate thing and everyone was happy before we all got merged together into one and now we all hate each other. Has Outriders, just because I know that's that's the hot new game, is it doing well? Is it selling well? I know Anthem bombed. I don't know. Give it a bit of time. Okay. It's only just come out. Sure. you got to check the long-term things. Because a lot of times, you know, there'll be games that have a good start but eventually people just go back to the multiplayer games they're familiar with Mm. the ones they've had all the practice in that's why nothing was able to touch world of warcraft for years and years and years right right they tried god it's god save them they tried to come up with new memorpagas mmorpgs and they'd always fail because everyone was like i miss world of warcraft (laughs) that's where all my stuff was (laughs) 
where all my stuff is and my friends is. By the way, uh, as a as a general note on how helpful chat can be, as I just asked, is Outriders successful? Uh, one person says uh, uh, Outriders is a big success. The very next comment is it's falling on its face. So thank you, chat, for clearing that Who up. Who the fuck knows? <laughs> yeah, I'm certainly hearing mixed reports. Mm. I mean, uh, you know, Nick really liked it. Mm-hmm. And uh, some other people, the escapist, were saying how it's it's uh, just good because it does everything right, if not anything particularly innovative. Mm-hmm. And I was like, um, "Story's okay, sure, up to a certain point." But um, maybe that's the problem, you know? It falls into the cracks, and that it's not bad enough to drive conversation, but not good enough either. Well, that's I basically I bring that up because I do wonder if a game like that that lacks this focus that we're talking about to be either single player or multiplayer and isn't part of an already established franchise like your Call of Duty, if there is room for something like that in our modern day of opulence as far as games are concerned. Probably not. I feel like if you're going to go into that space, you need to find some way to stand out. Yes. Because people are always going to go back to their comfort zones. Mm-hmm. Agreed, agreed. Which is why Call of Duty can exist and still have its weird short story segments. And, but everyone just gets it for the multiplayer anyway. Uh, you know, I know Titanfall 2 yes. had a very good, strong single player element. But uh, the the multiplayer element of both Titanfall 1 and 2 was lacking as far as player bases were concerned. But the moment they try to bring out one that's only multiplayer, everyone complains. Well, that was Titanfall As they 1, should. right? Yeah, and Call of Duty Black Ops 4. Oh, okay, okay. Which didn't have a single-player campaign and everyone complained. <laughs> Nobody... Well, I complained. <laughs> and by everyone, I mean me. <laughs> yes, I am the voice of the people. Vox Populi. Oh, clearly... Clearly, then I will be the Vox Phantasma and the voice of the other realm. That sounds uh, intriguing. (laughs) Sort of Lovecraftian kind of way. Yes, exactly. I'll I'll be the voice of the dream realm. You be the voice of the people. Be my guest. Hooray! Sparkles and flowers. That's my dreams. Yeah, we'll edit edit those in. Can we edit those in? Super chats. (laughs) Let's stumble our way into Super Chats. Super Chats. Not too many at the moment, I guess, because uh, we didn't... I warned people early enough that we were doing this. That's true. That's true. We had There was a little mix-up in uh, in the, the YouTube link, but we're here now. Get your Super Chats yeah. in now so yeah. we may read yeah. them and answer all your questions. Yeah. Do you want to give us a few more Super Chats? Now's the time. Do it now. Do it before we say so let's- stop. Let's get started with Eric Just, who gives 50 krona from Denmark, I want to say. Okay. Who who asks, will the Interstellar Bum Pirates make a cameo in the next Jacques McKeown novel? Maybe they already have, Eric Just. Maybe the Jacques McKeown series is Interstellar Bum Pirates. <gasps> bum, bum, bum. Actually, speaking of my book, someone pointed out to me that uh, Jam has like disappeared from Audible. Oh, and I was looking into this, and it turns out the old publisher for my first two audiobooks has shut down. So I need to figure out uh, what to do about that. Mm. 
uh, like the I think the distribution rights are uh, reverted back to me, so I'll just uh, work something out so we can get those back online. Good to be warned case, about that then. In case anyone was worried about that. <laughs> so yes, I'm aware of that. I'm working on it. Great. Okay. BS Marsh gives five US dollars to say, just saw Dev Diary. Here's my game. Exorcist in reverse. You fight the priest to keep your victim. Using logic, you get the priest to kill himself. Okay. You're not really giving me an idea of your primary loop there. That, that That's a, a decent story idea, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a setting. But, you know, as I said in this week's Dev Diary, I'm looking for, like, something that drives an idea of innovative gameplay. All right. It sounds like this This sounds like, like visual novel sort of stuff. It's just like conversation gameplay. Here's, here's what I got, yeah. It's, it's, a, okay. it's a detective game where oh boy where as as the the spirit form of your demon because you're a demon in the game you have to research the priest beforehand like sneak into the you know like uh, float around the priest's house to learn stuff about the priest that you can then use against that priest when they try to exercise you from the victim sounds like consuming shadow in reverse Ooh, i'm sorry i haven't played that one yet well, I wouldn't hold it against you. Okay. It's uh it looks a bit rough these days. No. Uh Yes, thank you for that BS Marsh. <laughs> moving on to what? I'm moving no, on. No, no, move on. Move on. Get get going. Will Palmer gave us 50 US dollars. Oh boy. Captain Moneybags over here. Who says, Yahtzee and Jack, thanks for all the hashtag content. You guys are great. Much love to all in chat. Content. Thank you very much, Will Palmer. You're welcome. Content. 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 Digital Wilds gives five great British pounds to say, I just watched odd indie movie Your Friends Close featuring Yahtzee, which aptly was about multiplayer gone wrong. What did you think of the finished film? I'll be honest with you, Digital Wilds. I never saw the finished film. Oh, I think I just watched the bit I was in, <laughs> yeah. and uh, I liked the thought. I think I came across pretty well. I just did a, like a, a voice cameo for that mm. movie, mm-hmm. so I, yeah, I don't really know what's it called. The what's the movie called? It's it's called Your Friends Close. I've never I've never heard of this movie. I did the voice of a crazy AI. Oh, yeah, it was very indie. Very, very indie. I'm I'm seeing that from the still images right now. Ooh. But but because of that, I have an entry on IMDb Ooh. with one solitary thing. That's my claim to fame. Congratulations. Uh, okay, Red Rider gives five British pounds to say Minecraft, Terraria, Stardew, Factoria are all good games to set up a tiny server for with an IRL friend or friends, and all of them work in single player. Well, does it though? I mean, yeah, you build your massive palace in Minecraft, but is it any good? And in, in, if nobody ever sees the massive palace you made in Minecraft, I mean, I I used to play on a communal server with some mates, and I built like a fabulous underwater city. And some of the people I was playing with occasionally would come over and go, "Oh, that's an impressive underwater city. Here's a free jetpack I made because I'm so impressed by this underwater city you made." I I think there's the ability to be impressed by your own creations. I guess. Mm -hmm. I mean, at that point, you're sort of living Minecraft as uh, 
model train set. Yes. It's sort of the vibe I've always gotten from it. And something you tinker with for your own amusement. And that's something that you specifically don't want to share with other people or else you're a big weirdo. Yeah, and other people might drop a big bucket of lava on it. Ooh, ooh, think about that, they, model train. They do that. They have power over you. Is this a is this a Minecraft thing or a model train enthusiast thing? Because either way, it's horrifying. <laughs> well, if someone's pouring lava over your uh, your model train set, I think you've probably got bigger problems. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> got to check in with my uncle Bill really quick. See, he's a model train enthusiast. It's weird. It's weird for yeah, all of us. My dad. I think I told you before. My dad had a model train set, and he had a he had a train conductor's hat yeah. that he would wear. It's weird. It's really weird. Uh, so I just needed to look up what a currency was. Ah. And it turns out it's the Filipino peso. Okay. And we've got 1,250 of those from Isaiah Riles. Wow. Or Riles, or however you say that. To say, yeah, I've been a fan of your work for almost seven years now. Question, what do you think of Apex Legends' ping system that allows non-verbal communication which allowed for better squad play? And what do you think of the Battle Royale genre? I feel like we touched on all of that in the course of the chat. We did touch on all that. I, and it's it's really tough because I, I can agree with you, just to kind of summarize what we're talking about. Like, I can definitely agree with you that multiplayer is more fun when you can talk to people. Hmm. But giving, like, having the tools to give quick visual things that you don't need to worry about talking so you don't, like, spam talk to all of your teammates hmm. is also really, really nice. Yeah, and it is good that the ping system, as I said, is can allow people who don't like to talk or can't speak your language to communicate with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's, I guess it's always going to feel like a lesser alternative to people actually communicating and getting along and have interacting as humans. Sure, and it's, a, and it's an excuse for people not to use voice chat because they don't have mm. to. You're giving, you're giving people an out. Yeah, and if you don't want to use voice chat, why are you playing multiplayer at all? Exactly. You clearly don't like people. Right. Also, uh, before you get to the next one, uh, Valhalla, spelled with 411. This is not an owl bear. This is a bear owl. Very different creatures on my shirt. What are, what are you on about? They were. They just said, I just realized Jack's shirt is an owl bear. It is not an owl oh. bear. It is a bear owl. An owl bear is an owl roughly the size of a bear. This is yeah, a, I know that. This is a bear roughly the size of an owl. Very different creatures. So just like a small bear. Uh, with wings, correct. A small bear with wings. Yeah. Well, thanks for clearing that up. Uh, that was very important to me to clear up as I just saw that comment. So <laughs> That's what I got. Pentadam Rose <laughs> gives uh, $4.99 British pounds. To ask question for Yahtzee and Jack, what are your guilty pleasure games that you're ashamed to say you actually enjoy? Well, I suppose it's, I, it's slightly shameful that I enjoy those sorts of uh, mobile games that are just like hack your brain. Hmm. Just like I was just catching myself playing solitaire and over and over again this morning when I was supposed to be working. I'm just like, I just need to win one round of solitaire and then I can move on. <laughs> Sure, I I'll answer your question, but I'm not ashamed to play any game that I enjoy. Is something you should know about me. If I enjoy it, then it's good. You don't really like 
secretly like porno games or something? No, I can't. I can't get into porno games. It's too weird, you know. Uh, but I, I, I actually I was talking to Yassi about this before. The, like the game that I love unabashedly, uh, probably one of my favorite games of all time is Guitar Hero. Mm. And quite recently, I dusted off my PlayStation Two Guitar Hero controller and and bought. Uh, this handy dandy PS2 to USB adapter, so I could play Clone Hero. Ooh, and uh, yes, you was you're telling me about that. It's that's like open source Guitar Hero with you, that you can put any song into. You can you can find like it has a really healthy community, and you can find just about any song you want, pre-made, ready to go. I love Guitar Hero. I think it is by by far and away one of the most immersive games i've ever ever played it actually makes me feel like i am playing the guitar uh so i get that's like my yes. that's my silly Which, game that i love that is that is slightly pathetic it, it, <laughs> <laughs> playing a little plastic ukulele <laughs> imagining yourself on stage at wembley i was in rock and roll bands for many many years yancy i have played live on large stages and you know what this gives me the same feeling and i love every second of it Okay, fine. You're like the retired train driver who plays uh, Euro Truck Simulator or whatever. Yeah, kinda. I was, uh, yeah, I was, I was saying to you before we started, Guitar Hero was uh, that sort of fad that kind of died because they couldn't make more of it. Mm-hmm. They tried making more Guitar Heroes, more rock bands, but nobody needed them. Yeah, you just need one like Clone Hero with, with like infinite potential for downloaded songs. Exactly. Because people don't play those games for the gameplay innovations. They play them to play the songs they like. That was literally the only appeal. Right. But when people stopped, like, but the only way they make money is by selling all of the plastic crap. And everyone already had the plastic crap. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was a period in, like, the 2010s when everyone's house was groaning with plastic crap. Exactly. Exactly. And so, no, that's what, you know, Clone Hero fits that niche now that they no longer make Guitar Hero games. Yes, Guitar Hero instruments and attachments for the Wiimote. <laughs> oh, yes. One, oh, Jesus. one shaped like a gun, one shaped like a tennis racket. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All just cheap vacuum-formed crap. All of it. All of it crap. But you know what? It's that if I were to say guilty, I mean, I love Guitar Hero. I'll defend it to to the ends. But if I had I can't judge. Guilty- I can't judge. I'm, I can play Guitar Hero at expert level. I used to play the shit out of Guitar oh, Hero. fuck yeah. So good. <laughs> the only thing i haven't gotten to work is i can't get my whammy bar to work um through clone hero for some reason and so i i hmm. miss i miss the whammy bar it's not really <laughs> necessary <laughs> yeah <I> miss it. <laughs> you just do it for all the elongated notes <laughs> for no reason to make it sound like crap exactly just because you can but the the tilting still works for the star power so great <laughs> nice uh kyle puzinski gives five us dollars to say have either of you played journey it's online with random people and tells an emotional story with ico vibes yes i have and i think that's a prime example of what i was talking about how an online player is basically providing exactly what an ai would do ah okay so it was it is a very emotional interesting journey well because it's right there in the name isn't it but that online element feels like more of a gimmick than anything else what what if i haven't played journey so if you could summarize the online element what happens well every now and again you just find yourself playing with someone else who's also playing and you have to like 
and you go through the journey together for a bit, and then you part ways. Oh. And it's all it's, it's done all done for artistic reasons, really. So you know, just these fleeting glimpses of humanity on your lonely journey to more sort of uh ex forgotten a word more to emphasize there we go mm. more to emphasize the loneliness than relieve it would it be akin to the game that we sh- we try not to mention every episode but mention it anyway and seeing like shadows of other players it's along such lines yes mm. and before anyone brings it up i classify that as a single player game with some online touches mm-hmm. which is why i like it <laughs> It, you could play it perfectly well offline. It, it is primarily a single-player game, and sometimes more enjoyable to play single-player so you don't have to see all the crap written everywhere. Yeah. yeah. I played Bloodborne and basically entirely single-player because I refused to shell out for a PlayStation Plus subscription. Well, and the crap is... Those blood stains are everywhere when you play online. It's insufferable. Mm. Anyway, we didn't we uh, didn't mention it, so it's okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, that might have been the last oh no just refresh the page got three more mm-hmm. scavenger gives five us dollars to say future slightly something else topic can survival games work if they're not minecraft why do arc rust valheim work stroke not work uh, all right i guess we'll like write that one down yeah i i think there's more survival games that do work yeah uh, than just that but i will get uh to our official list here of ideas and just type in survival games. Yes. What is it that makes them work? Is yeah. it just the crafting thing? Basically, every game has crafting now. Mm. What is the appeal of crafting? Hmm. I mean, why is it better to have us craft our resources rather than just say collect money and buy resources from a shop? I like it. That's a that's that's a question. All right, it's in the list. Boom. <sighs> I think I did an extra punctuation column on that subject once. Why is everything crafted now? Is there something inherent about crafting that makes it more satisfying than just buying from a shop? Even though, from a functional perspective, from the game's perspective, Mm -hmm. it's no different from just buying things from a shop. It's just where you're using lots of different currencies. Correct, but I think people inherently enjoy the work that goes into it. Maybe. Well, let's leave that for if we actually do discuss this as a board. Okay. All right. I, I think there's there. I I wanted. I, I, there, there's some, there's stuff to say in there. Is what I'm saying here. Okay. That's what you are eventually saying then. I, I stutter and uh, sometimes uh, it, it takes. Hmm. Senor Sasquatch gives five US dollars to say two human didn't work single or multiplayer. Would it have made it on your worst ten games of the 2010s if it had come out in 2010 instead of 2008? Probably yes. For the longest time, I was bringing up Two Human as probably the worst game ever. Oh. I think it's been supplanted since then, though. Okay. Probably by Right to Hell Retribution or one of those really terrible ones we did recently. Contra Rogue Core, maybe. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of really bad games. There's just uh, so many. Sure are. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Nico Monkey. Nico Monkey. Gives four ninety nine US dollars to say, "Hey guys, I just listened to your Which Re is Best episode, and I'm wondering if you had seen Oculus Bleh, is doing a VR remaster of Resident Evil Four. 
for the quest. Was that your blur or their blur? I was reading verbatim the blur. Okay. There was a little parenthetical blur. Apparently expressing some distaste for the Oculus there. Sure. Well, I, you know, did they? That's because it's linked to the Oculus Store. Is that possibly? I guess a VR version of RE4 might be good. I don't. I wouldn't say RE4 really needs much improvement. I. But you might get a more like a more immersive experience out of it. Uh, RE4 specifically, I don't think having the VR would add anything to it. I I could see the argument for VR in a game uh in in a like a survival horror game like your Alien Isolation. I could see a VR as an argument for making that better. Be, you know, like checking around your your shoulder for the creature. Well, thinking well, thinking about it, a lot of the challenge in Resident Evil 4 was aiming with the over the shoulder controls and There'd be no challenge at all if it was in VR. Oh, just just aim where you're looking at. Pam, headshots every time. That's true, because everything walks slowly up to you. <laughs> That's very, very true. Also, there's a lot of stuff in that game that will be lost on a first-person viewpoint. Stuff like uh, when Leon flings himself out of windows or backflips and stuff. Mm. Yeah, can't really do that from first person because you'd throw up. But I, I could see the argument for VR enhancing a, a horror element. Well, VR inherently enhances a first-person experience. Mm-hmm. It's inherently more immersive. I think they did a VR version of RE7, and that was very appropriate because it was a first-person game and it worked really well. Sure, sure. I could see that. I could see that working very well. But RE4, not so much. Hmm. That's third-person, action-focused, less on the... Uh, Less on the the first person survival, very narrowed scope of Resident Evil Seven that made it a good uh, VR game. Mm. Who knows? Hmm. 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 Resident Evil Eight probably wouldn't be very good. Probably shouldn't say anything. <laughs> Embargo is probably still in place on that. Shh. 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 Yeah, was talking about tune in, a different game. Tune in, tune in next week for my zero punctuation episode on Resident Evil Village. Ooh, incidentally, there you go. That's that's that you gave him a little taste. <laughs> just a just a little ting. Just a little. You you like misted flavor into the air. Yes, a little <laughs> droplet on the tongue. <laughs> All right, no more super chats after now, please. I'm going to read just read with the ones we've got. Mm-hmm. Just updating, just a sec. Uh, Isaiah Riles gives another 250 Filipino pesos to say, since we're tackling multiplayer games, what do you think of the longevity of the type of multiplayer games using the live service model? Well, no, they definitely don't have longevity because the live service model inherently shuts down if there's no online server anymore, which there inevitably will not be at some point because that's just how it works these days. Mm. So, yeah, I go with the Ross Scott argument that live service games are all inevitably going to shut down at some point when the creators can't be bothered to keep the servers going. When, when it stops giving them a ridiculous amount of money and only a modest amount of money, they'll move on to the next thing that will bring in a ridiculous amount of money. Yes. Hmm. So, what do I think of the longevity? I'd welcome it. <laughs> like, is there is there a, another 
Is there another game that has the legacy of, say, like a World of Warcraft that just has been online forever and it looks like it will continue to be online forever? I don't, I don't think so. I know people were playing EverQuest for way after it was like a big thing. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. I think I think that's down now, though, isn't it? Might be some crazy people keeping it going on a land somewhere. <laughs> and that's very possible. But like even like a, a game with a live service, you know, uh, your Marvel Avengers, your your whatever you want to say eventually they're going to run out of new content to give you, or they're going to run out of new players to bilk out of that money and it will die. It will always die. Hmm. Hmm. So yeah. yeah, don't get attached. Don't get attached to anything in this cold world. <laughs> Treat them like your squad mates in a world war one battle trench. Don't get attached. You'll just make it harder. Hmm. Okay. Then last one. Jared gives 10 US dollars to say game about the AI helper of a thief who's bad at sneaking. He needs you to open doors, spoof security footage, and distract guards. You do rad Tron spectacle fighting while he watches a loading bar. Well, that was basically the premise of my game, Jared. My Casey Joint game. Where you played as the the hacking helper to a thief. Right. You had to open doors for him and distract the guards and look at the security cameras to scout ahead. Was that said in jest, perhaps, knowing that was the the that was very much like your game, or or they were just hoping you would expand on that? Who can recognize jest in this age of online discourse? In, until of course we figure out how to standardize the sarcasm quote we need we need a sarcasm font yeah yeah um, well we kind of, we kind of have that without we kind of have that now it's where you write something and alternate uppercase lowercase letters <laughs> that is that is the sarcasm <laughs> you're, font you're right you're, you're absolutely right I, I think we've come up with that before and i love it yeah. So since that comment wasn't in alternating upper and lowercase letters, mm-hmm. I'm going to assume it was sincere. That's great. That's great. Uh, love every minute of it. I, I and and I will be with you in case it was sarcastic to say that uh, Casey Joint was a very fun game to play. Hacky. Well, hacky, that's hacky. nice of you to say. I've been occasionally. I keep thinking I should like remake that because I can think of some obvious ways to fix it, mm. and it would be quite gratifying just to get it out of my head. Hmm. Might be worth it. Tiny little game. Yeah, because the problem I had with it was where you had to like keep using the arrow keys to go up and down the list of things to hack. Yes, and then later it occurred to me, what if like everything just had like a two-digit like code, and you just typed that Ooh. and then started hacking from there? Yes. That would work a lot better. I'm with it. I know you're currently finishing up a project uh, or, you know, you're working on another project, so well, I don't want to distract you, but put that on your list. I'd like that. You say you say finishing up, I say still mired in the, in the middle hump period of it. That's, that is why I, I very quickly corrected myself. You, you are hip deep in a project, so not to distract you No, don't you worry. Don't worry, I'm quite used to being distracted by new and intriguing ideas while I'm still working on another thing. Like after I was, after I played so much Persona Five, I had this idea for a for a like a turn based multiplayer turn based combat system. 
And I was trying to think, maybe I could get away with just like hashing out a quick proof of concept in the evenings when I've done everything else. <laughs> but I have resisted doing that thus far. Good. Good for you. Uh, yes. Wonderful. All right. Well, I think we should be wrapping things up. I think so as well. Thank you, everyone, for being here, for watching this now, or for listening to it later. We definitely appreciate you. As a reminder, things like uh, YouTube memberships and all of those super chats help keep programs like this going uh, with the contribution of viewers like you. So, uh, Escapist Plus memberships, YouTube memberships, super chats, all those things are super helpful to us. Uh, so look into it. You can also follow us on Twitter. Uh, our Twitter handles are below us. I'm at Harlack. And I'm at Yahtzee Crozier. Toffee doesn't have a Twitter because he's uh, frightened by the pressure. Mm, there's, a, there's a lot well, of always, it. Always the pressure to post a new and interesting thing. Always the pressure to get more followers. Oh. He prefers his simple life as a sleepy dog. More. More, Yahtzee, More. Okay, well, bye, everyone. I'll give you more ear scritchies. Mm -hmm.